0: G'day and welcome to Grad Chat, your opportunity to find out about graduate research here at Queen's. My name is CJ the DJ and I'm your host for this week's Grad Chat. Of course a show like this could not happen without the support of the School of Graduate Studies and CFRC so thank you to both of them. Now if you mates miss the shows at any time you can download the download the podcast the next day on either iTunes, Google Podcasts and Stitcher. So no excuse not to hear what our awesome students and postdoctoral fellows are doing. But today I'd like to introduce you to Stephanie Govan, who is doing a PhD in clinical psychology under the supervision of Dr. Caroline Puchel. Welcome to Grad Chat, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Now, Stephanie has been on the show before, but I wanted her to come back because she's been working on a very very different sort of project uh, um, as a side to her normal research and what, what she's been in is being involved in a knowledge mobilisation project where you've actually created a comic book anthology on body, body image for queer men which is fascinating for starters and I've read a little bit of it already so what is this project uh, has it been sponsored and why did you pick to do this particular project and the, so, and the group that you've been working with.
1: Yeah. So the project is a community source comic anthology surrounding the topic of body image for queer men. So we actually hired queer artists to right. do all the art in it. And the project was sponsored by the Canadian Institute for Health Research Institute for Gender and Health. Long a bit of a named. mouthful, yes. <laughs> and so what happened is as individuals across Canada, we could apply for an award where we'd be flown out to Vancouver Nice. And so if you're interested at all in LGBTQ health, uh, you could apply for this award and then go to Vancouver for this um, Hacking the Knowledge Gap event. Fantastic. And then when you got there, you got put on a team with random researchers that you most likely have never met before. And had you met any of them? I had not met any of them nice. before. yet. So I got placed on a team with Matthew Lee and Philip Joy, who are both at Dalhousie University in
0: Halifax. So you, you, you guys all went all the way over to the West Coast.
1: Yeah. And then, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Basically over the course of the week and we had to figure out where kind of a happy medium at was between all of our research areas. And so Matthew is in medicine, so he's a little Good. bit more flexible with his research ideas. Right. Philip is does research with queer body image. And I am kind of a breath researcher. That I look at sexuality generally, but I'm interested in queer health. I'm interested in kind of like positive sexual experiences. So I was right. kind of a little more flexible there as well. And so together we kind of brainstormed and came up with this idea of looking at specifically body image for queer men and creating a, a comic book there.
0: That's pretty neat. So how long were you in Vancouver, Do you say? Ooh, I think it was two, day, two days. Two full days. So in two, two full, full days. days, you had to come up with a theme and... I guess a plan.
1: Yeah, so you had to meet people, get along with people, and then come up with a plan,
0: <laughs> which actually, which we, I guess, what a hackathon is all about, right? It's like just quickly intense, get, get yeah. some get some ideas going.
1: Yeah, and I was very very lucky that we all had very similar working styles, and so it, it was very easy to to get together and, and figure out what we were going to do. And kind of the comic book just popped out randomly out of someone's mouth, and we were like, "Yes, let's do that. that That's sounds the like a good idea." Okay. So, did you find your graphic artist after or? So afterwards, what we did is we hired Ad Astra as a publishing company, and they actually helped us to find queer artists. Originally, we were going to go across Canada, but then we mm-hmm. actually opened it up worldwide. Okay. Um, and then we had a call where we put out an application for people to submit proposals for like what their comic would be about based on themes that we took from the literature. So we took out themes from the literature and then asked artists to like submit a proposal based on those themes and then their portfolios. And then our Mm. research team went through those
0: and picked 37 that we thought were the the top ones, which was very, very hard because there were a lot of good ones. I bet. Yeah. But out of 37, then you had to bring it down to one.
1: No, we had 37 artists. Oh, you had 37 artists. Yeah. So it's an anthology. So
0: there's a bunch of (sighs) uh, small ones within the larger comic book. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. That's really handy. Otherwise, yeah, I'd be going, I don't want to say no to anybody.
1: <laughs> it was hard. It was really hard. And, like, we were so fortunate, in both in a positive and a negative way. We were so fortunate right. to have so, such great submissions, but it was really hard to have to narrow it down based on our budget that we had. But...
0: It, we ended up with a really strong career. So, so before going into that, with the budget then, so this budget has come from CIHR. Mm-hmm. So that they not only helped fly you across to meet each other and do the hackathon, mm-hmm. then they supplied money for the production of whatever you wanted to do, whatever you decided to come up with.
1: Yeah, so each student was awarded $25,000. Okay. And that was to cover the cost to fly to Vancouver for the... The event mm-hmm. and then after that amount um, 80% had to go towards the project right and then 20% could go towards like mobilizing the project at conferences doing team meetings so our, right. meet, our team met once in Halifax to like review storyboards and do kind of that administrative stuff in person
0: right which makes more sense yeah mm-hmm. But you all had twenty five thousand. Yeah, that's awesome. So seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, so quite a quite a large amount for students. It, that is huge. Yeah, <laughs> but of course, it all has to go within the project.
1: It does, but yeah. like it's it's really rare that students get project grants like mm-hmm. that. So we were really excited to be able to to do something that was quite different from most what most researchers do, because most of the time the research the money goes towards research. whereas yes. this time it was taking the research from the researchers and putting it out to the public. Putting it out
0: to the public, which I think is a really important part because as we always say here at School of Graduate Studies, we've got to get our students to get their research out into the public. Mm-hmm. And you know, because your research fields can be quite narrow. And so you have a very small group of people who are in the know, but so you want to get more people to understand what you're doing because there's so much that's important to all of us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing the research. You know, how is it going to help all of us and things? So I think the CH, CIHR doing this is fantastic. But how did you find out about this project grant? Was it through your, your supervisor or was it just by pure luck you're looking to see where you can find some more money? <laughs> um, so my supervisor had forwarded me an
1: email that right. she had received from someone else. So it's kind of one of those right. chain things where you eventually find out through that. But right. she had sent me the, the link. Um, and there's actually another person in my lab that also received an award, Megan McGinnis. And she's right. doing um, a project on um, cancer.
0: So she went out there with you at the same did, time? yeah oh, okay. So Oh, this is really neat. This is great. And do they do it every year or is it just every other year? So they have different
1: uh, Hacking the Knowledge Gap events. So Mm. I think the year before us was like a a cardiovascular event. So there's a different topic every year. Okay. And the year that we went, which was last year, was um,
0: LGBTQ plus health. Right, right. Okay. Fascinating. So, just for all our students out there listening, there are obviously some opportunities there outside the normal grants, which, like you said, are normally directly for your research. But this is for the more of the knowledge, knowledge mobilisation, which is terrific.
1: Yeah, and, and knowledge mobilisation is something that seems to be getting a lot more public knowledge about mm-hmm. it in terms of like mm-hmm. researchers are starting to put a lot more emphasis. Yeah, and the whole idea about knowledge mobilisation is really to translate that that research that we spend all our time doing, into ways that are accessible for everyone in the public to understand um, and making sure that they're getting access to that as well.
0: Okay, so why did you want to do a comic book as a means to disseminate this work? And who is your prospective audience for the book? Is it for the LGBTQ community or is it for the trainers? Or, you know, who is it for?
1: Yeah, so we selected the comic book because we wanted to have something that would have um, a lot of different perspectives in it. Because with body image, it's such a unique and individualized experience that mm. not everyone's gonna experience it in the same ways. And so by having a comic book, we thought that we could have the, like multiple voices and that way, hopefully, at least one of them will speak to the person who's reading it. Who's
0: reading it, okay.
1: And for who's gonna read it, is we're buying um, back some of the books from Ad Astra. And we're gonna be just sending them out to health centers across Canada. Okay. Um, ones that specifically have a more LGBTQ plus focus. And so the book will be both for the providers, but also for people in the waiting rooms reading it. Okay. Um, and individuals can also purchase the book. But we'll also be releasing the the comics online as well, um, so that if people just want to follow us on our social media accounts. They'll be able to see the comics being released on there. Um, once I figure out how to tweet.
0: <laughs> I love it. Who likes to tweet? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds though before even going into the the comic itself. Mm-hmm. So you say so it's multiple comics. So you're doing a a full series of comics. Mm -hmm.
1: So those are like mini, mini stories. So some of them are single page comics. Um, The longest ones are four pages. And the majority of them are that four page spread. Um, And each one of them just covers kind of a slightly different topic topic and a slightly different story.
0: And is this something that's going to continue or is it just for, say, a year that you'll be doing this and then they're ready, just accessible for people to pick up some, uh, in, say, the health clinics and things? So they're already all
1: written, done, and they're right now in um, with the publisher and they're doing all of the layouts. Okay. So it's all ready. we ready to go. All ready to go. We're just waiting for the, the final layouts and the proofs and all that. So it's expected to um, hit the bookshelves in uh, August or September.
0: Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, so we're a one time thing. A one time thing. But you're gonna spread it out if you're saying you're tweeting about different yes. ones. Yeah. yeah, so
1: I'll be releasing them on social media starting in June. Right. And we'll probably release like one to two a week until like however long it takes to release that many. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Math wasn't math as part wasn't. of your <laughs> I can't remember how many pages we have. It's... <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, so give us a bit of a bit more of an overview of what's inside the comics. Yeah, so we have a bunch of
1: different types of themes. So what we originally did is we looked into the literature and found out what were some common like topics that popped up and then again we hired the comics to the comic artists to draw based on those themes. Mm -hmm. And so some of them are things like normalizing the experience that having challenges with body image is really really common so even just some some articles are speaking or some comics speaking about that about hey you're not alone right right um and we have other ones about you know sometimes you go out and you're ready to go out for the night with your friends and you're feeling really, really confident and great, but as the night wears on, as you're kind of walking through public, you're doing a lot of checking behavior and wondering what other people are thinking about you. And then by the end of the night you kind of feel like a blob. Right. So there's some stories like kinda of speaking to that idea, stories speaking about partnered experiences. So what's mm-hmm. it like when you are experiencing body image challenges when you're in a relationship? And both the negative pieces. So sometimes about how you can feel more nervous right. but also sometimes that partners can be a really helpful support, support. for you right. yeah exactly mm-hmm. pieces about fashion so sometimes fashion can be great like when you find that right pair of jeans and right. you feel very really yes. confident but other times um, and especially with some of our um, trans men we're speaking about how it can be really challenging to find clothes that fits and in that case it can actually be sometimes a, a really challenging and stressful
0: experience right right so what what made you because you're You've been concentrating, if I've read this correctly, on um, queer men. Mm-hmm. So what made you choose that group?
1: So we had to focus on LGBTQ plus experiences, mm-hmm. and in particular in the literature, there seems to be a little bit more of a risk factor for queer men to experience okay. lower body image in comparison to queer women. Oh, is that right? Okay. So we we decided to focus a little bit more on the queer uh, queer men's experiences, just where that was a highlight a lot more in the literature about them experiencing
0: lower body image. So you so you base this more on the literature, not for instance, because you're the psychologist whose lo- whose a lot of work is on sexuality. So. Was some of it based on some of the things that you found out yourself? Although, if I remember rightly, yours is not quite to do with the LGBTQ.
1: And so I do do LGBTQ plus research. Right. So some, okay. a lot of my, my research was looking at similarities and differences mm-hmm. um, in sexual experiences among right. same-sex and mixed-sex couples. But my clinical work, I, I have actually not worked on body image very much, okay. um, specifically in clinical work. Right. Um, so it was more based on what, what we've been seeing in the literature.
0: And with your colleagues who are in your group, mm-hmm. so one was medicine. Mm-hmm. How, what, what did he contribute to? So he wants to
1: go into, uh, or he's actually accepted in doing his residency yes. in family medicine. Um, so he wanted that kind of broader, anything that would apply for okay, so fam-
0: For family medicine, absolutely. Yeah, yes. so for
1: him, he wanted something that would help inform his family practice or something that he'd get more mm-hmm. knowledge on. Um, and then Philip, who's in um, health sciences and he was trained as a dietitian originally he his entire dissertation areas in
0: queer men's body image okay oh that was handy that was very handy yeah oh see once again a really good team that you got together there okay so that's some of your topics but what actually is the comic book named and and why did you call it whatever you're going to name it
1: so the comic book name is Rambo Reflections, Body Image Comics for Queer Men. Mm-hmm. And we wanted something that reflected the LGBTQ plus community. And so really, we just kept on brainstorming and brainstorming until we found a bunch of names. And right. then we each asked those around us which names they liked the most. Okay. And I really liked Rainbow Reflections. So I was very happy that we oh, went so with Oh, so you that. won. The girl <laughs> I
0: wins. Won. I won. I <laughs> um,
1: love it. <laughs> and yeah so it was just the idea was around like reflections kind of reflecting like a mirror the way that you might see yourself and the rainbow representing like the the rainbow flag
0: right right which makes total sense on all of that you know what let's take a little break and then we'll come back because I want to ask you a few more things about the book and uh, the comic and being launched and all those sorts of things is that okay sounds great excellent Welcome back everyone. You were listening to Grad Chat on CFRC 101.9 FM and I'm currently chatting to Stephanie Govan who's doing a PhD in clinical psychology under the supervision of Dr Caroline Puchel. So before the break we were talking about a new comic book to help queer men talk about Body Image, which Stephanie and a couple of mates of hers from across the country have been working on this. It was a really special project. And the the comic book is called Rainbow Reflections, Body Image Comics for Queer Men. And for those of you who missed the first part, it's an anthology born from an initiative from the Canadian Institute of Health Research, including the Institute of Gender and Health. And it all started from something that was called Hacking the Knowledge Gap. So I do want to go back just a little bit, just to expand a little bit more on what is knowledge mobilization, because this is a concept that's being thrown around a lot more now in academia. And I Mm -hmm. think it's really important for people to understand that what we're trying to do, there's a lot of good research, but we need to do more with that.
1: Yeah. And so traditionally, I think that knowledge mobilization has occurred only within the academic sphere. Mm-hmm. So things like when we go to research conferences and when we write up our manuscripts for publication and cross our fingers that they get published. Yes. But there's been a lot more of a focus now to putting it back into the public sphere. Okay. So both in terms of knowledge users and like healthcare professionals, if it's gonna have health implications. So if you're doing research, you wanna make sure that's actually gonna be put into use. So yes. either some people are doing like social media campaigns, people are doing like workshops, training medical professionals. So all those types of things would count as knowledge
0: mobilization. And so with this project, of course, which you're creating this comic book, a series of comics Mm -hmm. for for queer men. um, And also, of course, as you just mentioned, for the health professionals to sort of have in their waiting rooms or just have it on hand Mm -hmm. in case they have to want to do a bit more extra training themselves to have a better understanding of, of the group. So... If queer men experience challenges with their body image, which there's still the underlying thing that we we all have this body image from from time to time.
1: I think that most people often portray themselves as a lot more confident um, than they actually feel in the inside. Yeah, we're good at
0: putting up this this facade. So if queer men experience challenges with the body image, what things can they do to help improve their body image? Sometimes with body image, people might tend to overly focus on one aspect of their body.
1: Um, So if you think like a camera, it'd be like extra zooming in on one aspect. Um, And one thing that can sometimes be helpful is to try and think about, if you can, zooming out that lens and looking at your body as a whole. Or even things like the functioning. So maybe it's that you're a really great cuddler. And, like, right. your arms let you hold people and bring them close. Or maybe it's that you've got a fantastic laugh. Or maybe you love your eyes. There could be all of these different aspects rather mm-hmm. than just focusing on that one part of your body or parts of your body that you don't like. Kind of taking that, that zoomed out approach.
0: And, and, and look at, like you said, look at more of the whole. Because as the collective, that's yeah. a lot better. The collective is good, right?
1: And that's how we yes. look at other people. Mm-hmm. But, for, but we're so much more judgmental about ourselves. And so we don't tend to look at ourselves as a whole We tend to look at more like the negative aspects a little bit more. That's one piece. Mm -hmm. The other piece that can be helpful is that oftentimes um, people who experience challenges with body image might do uh, a lot of checking behavior, we call it, which would be like looking in the mirror a lot or... I thought it was just vanity. (laughs) yeah so it actually can be kind of either right (laughs) so if you're feeling worried you might check your check yourself a lot or you might like fiddle with your hair a lot and so we know that preventing that checking behavior can also be helpful so it might be things like having if I have the urge to look in the mirror counting to 10 before I let myself look in the mirror and then increasing that time so that it it decreases that urge to check a little bit so
0: increasing the amount of time between when you feel like you want to check and when you actually engage in the check you actually need to Is that an easy thing to do, though? Because it's such a natural thing, particularly when you're going out, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to a dance party or something. The first thing you do is you get dressed and you go, look in the mirror and go, is this acceptable? Yeah. And so it it is really challenging, especially if it's
1: something that's part of your routine and habit. It's it's harder to change things up. Mm -hmm. And it's not about limiting mirrors from your life. Mm -hmm. It's more about when you're feeling that urge that you really feel like you need to check, just like, Increasing the amount of time between that urge happening right. and when you actually engage in it, right? Um, and you might even make a set of rules for yourself. So when is it okay for you to check in the mirror? And maybe it's like, okay, I just ate French fries. I think I've got ketchup all over my face. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good one to yeah. check.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want, you know, the parsley in the t- in between the teeth.
1: Exactly. So those are those. You might make a rules. You might make like a rule set for yourself of like right. these are the times where it's okay to check. But I want to reduce my checking behavior from right now I'm checking 50 times a day and maybe I want to check 10 in the long term and and working towards that goal.
0: I must admit, I used to hate it when when you see people, you know, you you meet people at the beginning of a party or something and you see them again at the end and they still look like they've just arrived, whereas I can look bedraggled. (laughs)
1: i think that just means that you had more fun
0: i absolutely had a lot of fun but i'm going how do they look so good all the time (laughs) and and
1: so that's actually you're 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 bringing up a really good point about that social comparison piece Mm -hmm. so that happens to a lot of people and and especially with people who experience lower body image sometimes that's driving it so the idea especially with social media so you look on social media and you get like the the highlight reel essentially of people's lives and you're comparing that to your behind the scenes images of yourself where you know you look at yourself first thing in the morning and maybe some of you look fantastic first thing in the morning but most of us have our hair sticking up funny and bad breath and all that yeah but we're comparing that image of ourselves to this like highlight reel people
0: are really done up they've got those filters on and yeah and they've been had squillions of people helping them
1: yeah and and so that's that's part of that piece right you're always comparing yourself to this this unachievable norm then it it makes sense that you might experience lower body image makes sense
0: in your experience so far, because I know as part of your program, you you get to do some be in various clinical settings. Have you fi- Have you been in any of the clinical settings where you've had uh, queer men come in and and talk about their you know feeling angst about their body image and things i haven't had
1: any experience with queer men and body image um in any of my clinical work so far i have had some experience with women with with um body image right and most of the time it's it's working on um getting used to seeing parts of your body, body. more right so okay that's, yeah. that's another aspect yes. right it's, mm-hmm. is if you have poor body image you may hire hide your body a lot right um so getting used to actually seeing your body more can lower the anxiety
0: right of that. right okay all good now, this comic book, a series of comics, I should say. So, so it's a series, but it, then you combine it into a book, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. Love it. So you can kind of think of like the back of a newspaper, how there's yes. like all those little comic strips. and then they put it in together, yeah, which is great. And and seeming to seeming be a bit slow today. But so um, now I understand you're going to have a book launch or a comic book launch, I should call it. When and where is this happening? And can people attend it or anything like that? So people will be able to attend it. We'll be, ha- we'll be
1: having um, tickets available on Eventbrite. And we're hoping to do a couple of different launches. So because we have people from me here in Kingston yes. and then my other teammates <laughs> in Halifax. So we're all going to do your own things? Um, so we're going to go to each other's. right? But we are going to be hosting one through Queen's with the location and that to be announced. Okay. But if people want to follow our accounts on social media, then they'll be able to keep in touch and, and see when
0: those events are, are coming. Great. So what we can do there, we can put we can post that of course and then as soon as we, we know that we can CFRC can do a bit of a plug as well in the lead up to, mm-hmm. to the launch. And so this is a physical book launch, which is nice. And I think, did you say that your department's helping you a little bit on that?
1: They are going to be helping us Which out with it. Which
0: is really good. Really, yeah. really, really good. We're really fortunate to have a lot of support in our department for that. That's good. They're probably going to be a bit jealous that you're launching this book.
1: <laughs> they all want to be get they will all want to get their own
0: copies of it exactly signed copies oh
1: i didn't think of yeah. that
0: yeah you, you can charge a dollar a signature that can go into the coffee coffee fund
1: yeah it's not a very nice signature i got to
0: practice <laughs> <laughs> but that's great because i mean for someone like yourself In clinical psychology, you're going to be out there eventually after you've done your internship, and or is that what it's called, internship that you do? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and is this the kind of area you still want to work in when you've completed?
1: So I'm, I'm interested in going to academia. Okay. So hoping to get a, a job at a university one day. But I would like to still keep a small clinical practice. Right. Um, and for me in particular, I, I really enjoy working with trans clients. Okay. And so I'm hoping to focus my practice more around on, that on helping trans clients, right. you know, transition and, and find themselves in, in, their, in their journey.
0: In their journey. And mm-hmm. then, of course, after that, with some of your research, you can sort of find out more things, too, that can, can help... The trans community and other communities
1: yeah and so that was a really important part for me for the comic book that we mm-hmm. experienced uh, that we uh, include the voices of trans men as well so right. that it, it, it speaks to kind of a, a wider range of the public
0: is it that different
1: so there could be some different challenges so some of the comics spoke about like post-surgery okay. um, challenges okay. mm-hmm. so some people experience like scarring that they're um more nervous about right it could be things like finding clothing uh, changes that happen with testosterone, so right. all those different aspects that maybe are a little bit more unique to trans folks. Right, of course. Um,
0: okay, okay. So you did mention you did mention earlier on that there's opportunities for people to not only read the book but buy the book mm-hmm. or the comic. How much would that be, or you have not sorted that out yet, and where would they get it from?
1: So we're aiming to have it around the twenty dollar mark. Okay, so
0: for the full series,
1: for the full book, mm-hmm. yeah. And at Astra Comics. Um, Astra A S. Um and then add in front. So A D A S T R A. They'll be selling our books for us. That, that, that's our publishing company. Right. Okay. Um so you can buy them directly from them. And they will be doing a pre order campaign as well between like June and mid August. Oh that's good. Um, and so will you... it
0: be physical or will it be on e e book? So
1: we're doing we're selling physical copies through them mm-hmm. and for the e copy um we will be releasing that through social media, kind of one at a time.
0: Ah, okay, okay, that's good. It's a great coffee coffee table piece. I know. I'm gonna. I'm um, okay. I'm gonna have to get my, my dollar notes out and get one. I think we'll just have to give you one. I have to contribute. You, you guys are students. <laughs> so I have to contribute to this. <laughs> so I, I know how it works on campus. <laughs> I'll throw my signature for free. Okay, excellent. There we go. I get the signature, so you can practice on me. There you go. I love that. I love it. So this, I imagine then with this project, would have taken up quite a bit of your time. I mean, you still got your own research to do. So this is kind of a little bit of a sideline. Was that okay? How did you find that? Uh, It did take up a lot of time.
1: (laughs) Would have been fun though. It was really fun. And I think that in particular... It was nice to be like on a team of other researchers. Mm-hmm. So my dissertation, it's me and my supervisor as a team, which is really, really great. But having other students also involved was, was kind of a different experience.
0: And I think from different backgrounds too.
1: Exactly. So we it, it was just really nice to get that more broad experience. Definitely a lot more logistical things that we weren't expecting. Um, but it's important to know though, right? Yes. Yeah, so things like figuring out payments to artists because we had to build all these invoices. Figuring out things like how to draft up contracts. Like, So Queen's Legal actually helped us make formal a contract.
0: Fantastic. I couldn't understand most of it but it's no, legal jargon. It's very
1: difficult so I, I had to just trust that that was. <laughs>
0: um, Never trust a lawyer.
1: <laughs> I trust the Queen's ones, they're great. Oh that's good then. <laughs> and so like all those background things that as a researcher I didn't really get much experience with.
0: But um, even with the publisher, with the work that you've done with the publisher.
1: Our publisher has been absolutely phenomenal. Like a lot of really great and open communication. They respond to all of our emails which are that's nice. A lot of emails. I don't mean that. I mean, they, they, we, we email a lot. Oh, right. We have a lot of questions. Well, that's
0: good, though. I mean, you're up and coming, right? So they've got to sort of show you the ropes. Yeah. And they've, they've been really, really
1: great at, at really helping us shape things and, okay. and still giving us a lot of artistic liberty. So they'll be like, you know, we think it would look great like this, mm-hmm. but let us know. It's up to you. And so we've really, really, really enjoyed our experiences working with Ad Astra.
0: Is this something, this comic book, something, I know I know you said initially this is for the queer men and also, say, for the health professional. Is this something down the track you could change slightly for a school audience?
1: Like a high school audience, mm-hmm. for sure. So this is something that we are also going to be approaching, like,
0: GSAs and teen health centers in right. high
1: schools to try and get them in there as well. Right,
0: right. Because I think it would be important for in high school to help clear all these issues that we have at times yeah. in, in in school education, to help both those queer men or queer boys, mm-hmm. as well as their mates around. And and high school can be a really
1: really can difficult. be tough. Time, yes, so, yeah. could be.
0: I guess you might have to change it. You'd have to change it slightly, but I'm I'm sure that would be a great way of having a full suite.
1: And especially, I think in high school, knowing that you're not alone, because I think that's a big part. Is people mm-hmm. often think that they're the only ones experiencing challenges. And just even the message throughout the book is, you know, this is really common. A lot of people are experiencing this with you. You're not alone. Right, right. So even I think that message is really
0: um, even true. more important to high school students. Yeah. So, OK, so that's kept you pretty busy then, which is um, I can't believe how much you actually do accomplish. It just goes to show how our, how our students can manage their time well enough to be able to do everything and still have some fun. Well, dissertation
1: boot camp really helps out with that.
0: There we go. See, free food.
1: (laughs) Free food and you can be very productive.
0: You can be extremely productive, catch up on all those months you've put aside.
1: Especially the coffee.
0: Especially the coffee. Yeah, I've obviously made that okay this time. Sometimes it's not so good. But I notice other things that you do to sort of get away from your studies from time to time, because we all need to get away from our day-to-day work,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. is you like to do dance and ultimate frisbee. Are you in one of the teams? I can't remember. Are you one of the Queens teams that goes out and plays or intramurals? I was playing intramurals. Mm-hmm. I played a lot with the Kingston Kingston Ultimate League. Right.
1: Um, And I actually just went back to taking ballet classes after a 10-year hiatus. That's fantastic. (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm focusing on that right now. So I started. I went back in
0: January. Is this at Queen's or outside in the community? Uh, It's at 5678 Dance. Oh, I know where that is, on Queen Street, Uh, uh, Princess Street. Concession in Nelson. Oh, has it moved?
1: I I think they did move because they were somewhere else before. But they are a really great studio for adults because sometimes it can be hard to find adult classes. That's
0: true. Oh, they have I such to, a great adult culture there. I used to do ballet. You
1: can come back.
0: There's
1: mm. a beginner class, you can
0: come back. I got up to grade four and then they said, Claire, you need to point your toes. And I said, I can't, I get cramp. <laughs> <laughs> so I was much better at tap. They, they have adult tap <laughs> No, <And tap. laughs> maybe I'll go and do adult tap. See, all these things that we can do here in Kingston. We're very fortunate in Kingston. There's so much on offer for us to do, to get out and about and do something different and to meet new people, which mm-hmm. is always really nice. Okay, well, I think, that, I think that comes to the end. I think we've told everyone about your book really, really well and I'm so excited for you for this, this comic book going out and I hope your, the audi- your target audience is going to be impressed with it too uh, for both the queer men and the health professionals who can use it. So uh, good luck with all of that for both you and your mates who have been working on this project. Well done on this project. One, getting the funds to do it and then coming up with such a great topic. To help people in our community. So thank you for that. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me today. No worries at all. And I'm coming to the book launch. So that would be good. And so that's this, everyone. Don't forget with this, Stephanie will be tweeting something. So we'll keep you in- informed with all of that. So keep keep an eye out for the launch of the comic book, which is fantastic. So another week of Grad Chat though sadly comes to an end. Don't forget you can download the show tomorrow for me, the iTunes. Google Podcast or Stitcher, just type in Grad Chat. Until next week, this is CJ the DJ signing off with a big hooray.
1: podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by Queen's University's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. For more information or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.